I need to share a quote with you. G- give me your quote. Is it 314? Stone Cold Steve Austin applies the Stone Cold no, Stun at all. This is not at all. But this is this is my newish writing book, and Molly put like hit some quotes in there occasionally. And this is the one on the page I wrote Pyre Notes. If writers were wrote as carelessly as some people talk, then Ashokarshavarka to burn. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 43. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro. Joining me today, the two starting point guards for the Hoboken Holy Hoopers. Hoboken! It's Hoboken basketball, a religious soccer team. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. And we're talking about religious soccer basketball teams because we play Pyre by Mm -hmm. Supergiant Games, which is kind of like religious basketball hoop, hoop soccer. Rocket League, sort of. Mm. Yes, kinda. we did. It's Ugh. totally religious, but not it's like any religious. real religion. It's fake religion. <laughs> it's like a religion you just made up in the back of your notebook. Totally. True. It's a haunt lady. <laughs> but anyway, before we talk about that, let's check in with let's check in with these these hoopers. I, you know what? There's no sport where it's like the the mascot's name is like something to do with the sport. Like there's no like. Did you check this? Ma- like, did you check this statement? Like Mr. Out Mr. Met oh, is just a baseball. Yeah. Yeah, and I just thought of the Nets for basketball. <laughs> uh-huh. There is the net. I take this back. And the Knickerbockers, <laughs> the Knicks are the Knickerbockers after you the fact that they pants. wear shorts. Shorts. <laughs> that's, that's a generic yeah. clothing item. It's like pants. Yeah, maybe the Nets are like the New York pants. Or the wait, was that other one? Yeah, yeah hockey pucks. What? Yeah, the Mets could be like a. I just I think we're talking about the mascot itself. The Mets, like no, the, mascot, like the name of the team. I the guess. name of the team has something to do with the sport. Yeah, like there's no Quebec hockey pucks anywhere. Well, I mean, or the pucks. Do you <laughs> think that would done. pass with like a corporate owner of a team? Like we want to call it the New York Pucks, and it's like. <laughs> Oh, I spent five million dollars for that. That's great. <laughs> There's the door, sir. Good night. <laughs> you you've done it. Uh, but anyway, let's let's start with the old flannel wearing Dave Grimma. Yeah, for you, How you doing, at sir? home, Dave's to... wearing flannel. Okay, uh, let me true. let me tell you a quick story because this warms my heart. It was okay. made me oh, feel boy. like a successful dad. Natalie came up to me today and she said, "Daddy." Can, one day, can you buy me a, a Wonder Woman comic book? And oh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Not only does she have Come great taste in idols, Come here. she has <laughs> great taste in media. Let me give Wait, you a hug. Why, why Why are you so pleased? I mean, it's cool, but why is this uh, breaking I mean, the level for you? I, she, she wants a comic book. Mark. Let that cool. sink in. If Nell walked up to you in like a few years when she and said, "Daddy, can I talking, play this video game?" She can't. Daddy, I want to get a platinum one day. Can you show me how? Oh, I got it. You know what? Dan? <laughs> <laughs> you made a point there. Come on. <laughs> well, that's good. It's still like Wonder Woman. It's see, like that's one of those things. It's cool. Who needs you know, females? It's not a big deal. There's a female superhero. Uh, like it is important. That there are role models and people that mm. people could connect to. Well, we had it easy, right? We had it great. We had like every kind of male role model growing up to look up a to. A white male, because we we're, we're privileged. We had Lionel. <laughs> he wasn't even a human, and we still had him. <laughs> like, come on, we were spoiled. It's you about time Lionel to out. I, I tried mean, to get to disenfranchised minorities, and you're like, we had a Lionel. <laughs> He's kind of 
sword. He swung Lino. Is it Lino? I oh, never. It is Lino. Oh boy. You know what? Zelda did that to me. Yeah. Those. Anyway, Dave, I'm stepping on your moment. I'm no, sorry. no, it was fine. It was great. Oh, yeah, and like, true. and I, I was bringing it up to Jen the other day. It was like I, there was like a, a a book in Barnes and Nobles for superheroes, and that was had like the three like DC leading ladies of like Batgirl, Wonder Woman, and Supergirl on there. And mm. I was like, you know what the difference? I was like, one of these things is not like the other. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like. Wonder Woman is the only one of those three who's not a female version of the like the male superhero. Yep. You know. Even stuff like that is interesting. It's like she's her own. Yeah. And she flies an invisible plane. <laughs> is that yeah. true? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she would not be invisible when they would show it. She no, she's she's not invisible when she's in it. No, she just sits. She just flies <laughs> in a sitting position. So good. <laughs> Whatever that's like a passenger plane and you like it's cheap but you it's invisible and you get to see You gotta it. think if like if Darkseed or something saw that, he'd be like, I didn't just see a woman in seating position flying. I'm not gonna even look at that. The guy's just like that's why it's still like he just thinks he's losing his sanity. Yeah. He's like, I saw a woman. He like, did you guys see a woman flying. sitting flying? No, Darkseed, not at all. It was like she was uh, shot me, from a cannon, but like me this. Like, uh... With excellent core strength. <laughs> I should ask Bob if he ever drew Wonder Woman. He probably has. Yeah, DC and Marvel. They the artists he's always like jump everything. jump back around. Yeah, he's done. I'll look into he's that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He was actually he did got to do an interview for uh, the Sci Fi Channel. The Jeez, other day. Oh, Mark, I gotta say you just name dropped the hell out of your father in law. He's, he's my father in law. I know. Just, Cloud, yeah, uh, of you, you may have heard. I, of saw, I saw the trailer today. Mm-hmm. Is it creepy? It's creepy. I was not expecting yeah. such creepiness. Can I ask? Neither was he. How in <laughs> really? how in the creative process is he? How in the creative? Are the you movie? allowed to? Are you allowed to disclose disclose this information? Yeah, he he had zero creative. Input I thought you were telling that. me he was part of it. Yeah, he's one of the co-creators of the. Oh, so he's just going to be credited yeah. as. Yeah. Yeah. I see. And he got a boatload of money. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine making a, a thing? Full of money? I, no. I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, like, I wrote a book, and, like, that was cool when it was, like, made, but, like, even, like, beyond that, I'm like... Yeah, but if one cool. day a director sees your book and goes, I'm gonna make that into a movie, you'll get, like, a boatload of money. I would be something. This is when the book was coming out, there was a publicist at the publisher who drew, like, these little pictures of the characters and, like, tweeted them. Oh, that's I was cool. like, that's so weird. You created this thing that I created, <laughs> and it's based off that thing that I did. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, Dan, you're wearing a purple pirate shirt. We always have to comment on people's clothing. Right? Yeah, my purple pirate shirt indicates that I am proud to be the most losing team on the Legends of the Hidden Temple. I remember we went over that. Were they the, I yeah, well, you guys had your shirts, and I was like... Yeah, yeah they're the most losing. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got team. them. Because I, they're Three the most monkeys, losing baby. team. Winning. Which is a sad thing, because that shirt doesn't fit me anymore. I got too fat. No! <laughs> oh. One day I'll get a new one. Uh, or maybe you'll get less fat. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> anyway, Dan, moving on. Um, I've been a little all over the place gaming wise, if, if I can so, be totally honest. As per usual. Uh, no, not in a good way this time. Like I started playing Metal Gear Solid Two on my PlayStation Vita, and I'm also playing Pokemon as per usual. I started getting more into Mario Odyssey, which is an incredible game. So everyone says it's so much fun. And is it true? Like people have been saying, like it's nice even if you have like ten, fifteen minutes. Like I can get one. Yeah, yeah, you can that? totally get like a moon in like ten minutes, and that's great. 
you know? Because yeah, everyone's got 10 minutes, you know? It takes like, 10 that's minutes. That's like one Overwatch to match. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to find a match first, right? Yeah, sometimes it that's takes true. a couple You don't got to find a match in Mario Odyssey. Anyway, that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... I've been thinking if I had to reduce my gaming library down, and I think I want to bounce this to you guys too. If you, I mean, it's kind of easy because you guys already have like one console, but I have like my Vita, my DS, my PS4, my PS3 is right here. Um, but if I needed to pick like two consoles, it would be my, and this is tough, but probably my 3DS and my PS4. What about your Switch? I don't know. Like, I don't use the what? Switch. What's I don't use the Switch the way I use my P- my my 3DS. I don't... So when you go to work, you don't bring your Switch? No. Weird. I want to, but I there's no way to attach a wrist strap to it. And that... Are you really that worried someone's going to It's happened. It somebody... Hands? No, not rip it out of my hands, but somebody's bumped into me and the 3DS will just fall and dangle off my arm. And I'm like, all right, well, that's good that I have the wrist strap. And then I am. But don't you take, like, the bus... No, not anymore. I live in Hoboken. Oh, yeah, trains. you're taking the train. That's right. You're one yeah. of the starting I, uh, people for the Hoboken Hoopers. That's right. I forgot. That's where I'll, exactly. So <laughs> I want to, but I, I'm thinking about downsizing so I can focus on the games I really want to play. That's good. Well, what, do you know what that is, though? I think it's... I don't know. I wouldn't get rid of the PS3, would I? Like, that's stupid. Like, well, what are you going to play on PS3? <laughs> but yeah, but what am I going to do with it gone, too? Like, Sit in a shelf? Get money? A, like... That I'm no, mine, mine is basically a DVD player. There you go. Yeah. Oh, slash Blu-ray I... player. That's that is the service my PS3 serves. It's just so easy to own too many consoles, and I think I do it. I like just the idea of just having them. Like if I if I would have known, like I have I have like I inherited an old N64. Like I have like my old Super Nintendo still. I would have like kept better shape. You have a 64? Like, I did. I inherited it. Like. During the PS3 cycle, <laughs> when you say inherited it, does it does somebody like die? Put it in their w- 64, and I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Oh, so <laughs> and I never used that, but I could if I wanted to. But you yeah. have it. Um, do you think they're gonna make a uh, N64 mini? Uh oh, I don't know. Like, are they gonna just keep doing this till they're at the Wii U? Like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> I mean, like, I think that might be luxury, but like, why not? Like, that'd be cool. they could probably, but the files get bigger at that point, so it would maybe the cost would go up. I don't know. Can't be that much more, though. Uh, right? I don't know. I, I would, would like think to this believe would be the last generation where you can kind of get away with like. But the GameCube is awesome too. It's true. Well, every system's awesome. Maybe, yeah, but I was thinking, like, what would you do? Like, Mario sixty four, Zelda, Smash Brothers, Kart, Zelda, Pokemon Snap. They'd be drunk not to Star put Fox. Pokemon Snap on there. Star Fox uh, sixty four was incredible. Pilot Wings. Yep. Yeah, Pilot Wings. No, good. dude, that was the only good one. Have you ever played no. Pilot Wings on the Super Nintendo? That game sucks. Yeah, that's what everyone says. But, but like, what's that game? That, I don't know. Pilot it, Wings. I want to replay it for nostalgia purposes. Yeah. So maybe they are going to take there, Mark. a picture from a hang glider of the smokestack of the factory. Yeah. I remember you that. Get a picture <laughs> of the flame. The best games were those wrestling games, though. Those things were the boss. The THQ well, where they ones? had, like, the triangle uh, mat. Yeah, just chest. Had to jam the buttons. so oh, really hard. Well, Epic match. I just remember, just like, the trickiest thing. Like, no one... Like, I think I played that game for a month with everyone, like, being, how do you use your special? How do you use your special move? Because you had to do a strong grapple, which was hold A, and then you had to hit the analog stick to, in any direction. In order to do these it. are gamer tips with Dave. Wait, Grimmel. so is that which wrestling game is that? This was this, uh... this was um, 
WCW versus NWO Revenge World Tour. Um, This they also was (laughs) exclamation point WWF. What was it? The Royal Rumble game? Uh No, WWF Raw. Uh, Look, I'll look it up. May have been Raw. Look it up. N sixty four THQ. Put THQ in there because we'll get too many. Don't forget the THQ. You'll be. You'll fly off into the abyss if you don't. How is this? It's giving me all THU games. See? You guys have screwed me. Uh, No. List of N64 has to offer. This is Googling. (laughs) While you're waiting, wrestling is neither violent nor is it entertainment. Discuss. What? Uh, (laughs) It's both. I like wrestling. Dude, The Rock announced that he might run for president in 2024 he's not running for the president would you not I, vote for him if it was between him and donald trump sure in 2024 <laughs> it wouldn't be wrestlemania 2000 and no mercy and there was like a attitude bar but he would raise attitude well yeah. let's uh you would do wrestling moves let's move anyway. on from, from this little segment <laughs> we we, we should play a wrestling game on the, the channel that could be something. That'd be really we could, funny. Like, uh, create wrestlers. And oh, I think that'd be so good. I, I think we just figured so out. Time. Our... It yeah. would just be um, <laughs> our like hotshots golf people. I mean, our everybody's golf people. <laughs> well, At least anyway, that's what I would do. Mark, I think I think that's my turn. It was very adventurous. Took many turns. What about you? What's um, new in the magro world of the gaming and life? Your points. No, it's fine. Um, not much. What I've been pl- I've been playing. Um, uh, which one? Wolfenstein 2. Oh. Um, like The from, New Colossus, right? The New Colossus. The How is it? One. Is it good? Uh, it is. Um, it's a tie-in probably... with Shadow of the Colossus? It's it's a tie-in yeah. with if, uh, like the current political state and climate. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, so I, thinking, I, I think I'm up to the last area of the the thing. Um, so I probably, I'll probably have an old mission. So it is like a shooter. It's very... I have to ask you, is it uncomfortable? Do you feel uncomfortable playing it? Like shooting? Like seeing Ku Klux Klan members just walking around and all that. Like, does that make you uncomfortable? No, uh, definitely not. I I think, especially like like I was going to say, like, I think the like the the mechanics of it are solid. They're nothing like spectacular. But what's what's really great about it is just the story and the characters and like, it is scary. Like this wasn't planned, of course, because the game is in developing years. But it's like they came out in the absolute perfect time. Yeah. Where suddenly being racist is now a political stance, as opposed to something we're just like, no, that's not acceptable. Um, so like the, I mean, the Ku Klux, Ku Klux Klan are in a, like a huge part of it. There's one section where, as you head in the back beginning. to America, right. yeah. Well, it's it's kind of like like a third into it. Like okay. as you now kind of go back through nazi dominated america and they've kind of taken over as like the dominant force in the south because obviously their their feelings align with the the third reich but um it's Jeez. just it, it's just interesting how it's dealing with racism um like they're really developing bj blaskowitz is like home life and when he is like his mom was jewish and his dad was just like an overt racist and he actually had like a he like had a crush on a black girl when he was a kid and it just kind of brings all these things up and, and not that it does something really poignant or, you know, something makes like a really strong message other than just kind of highlighting it. And what I do appreciate though, it just, 
it feels good to massacre Nazis. Sure. (laughs) Without restraint. Yeah. It's able to really harness that kind of action movie, just blind anger because they are so horrible and they don't hold back with kind of showing how horrible they are to doing things like just, you know, hurting civilians and, you know, hurting up, you know, minority groups and like all the like the side characters and things that, you know, it's it is very much a hodgepodge of like those in America who are the most targeted. And it's just it really just taps into that. I'm just going to murder. All so it gives you this power trip that you didn't know you really needed. Yeah, it just it's nice to just in, in this one realm. It's just like, you know, like and I think the marketing for the game is so it's like make America Nazi free again. And you just unabashedly like yeah. sneak up guys, rip them open plow through hallways with two shotguns just just, just, seem pretty shootery too like the mechanics honestly seem pretty on point because that's the same studio that made doom if i'm not wrong no it's um i thought it was what have they done i actually oh bethesda published both games so obviously i think it's like two game developers at one company never mind no (laughs) i think it's they did i think this is all this i'm I'm probably wrong but they're like you know they did the the kind of rebooting of wolfenstein and as a shooter it's it's okay like it's nothing really like it's actually compared to like call of duty and like you think of like corridor shooters where you're being let alone like there's a lot of times i'm like i don't know where to go i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing yeah um but like just the story is so good and all the characters are so good like it's just like it's a fun it's just fun to play so i'm not gonna platinum it unfortunately but i'm gonna enjoy it for what it is because there's one trophy i'll share with you you got to beat the game on the hardest difficulty. You can't save, and you have to do it in one sitting. So, so the, game the game is obviously only a few hours long. Normal difficulty, and it's it's pretty. It's but that's the thing. I probably like if I'm two thirds, then I've probably been playing it for six, seven, eight hours at this point. And you're gonna it's beat like, it in one short. sitting? No, he's not. No, I can't. He that's he the can't whole thing. Do that. it's oh, too, oh like, I thought you were saying that that was the one trophy you're gonna get. No, I can't. Like, I'm just thinking. Like, there was a. That's what's gonna stop pay- him from getting the platinum. I'm clearly yeah. paying attention. Clearly, <laughs> you're on top of this. There was a trophy in Dead Space too. I remember that it was like you can only save the game. You have to beat the game on the hardest difficulty. You can only save three times, and like I got re- like four hours into it, and I was like, Screw you this. could do it if you just put your PS4 into know. suspend mode. You don't have to save. Yeah, that's the, so that gets rid of that. But then you can't save so if you die it's over yeah, like, yeah the game is hard like there are certain segments and especially the way like certain segments go like maybe it's because it's my first time playing through but like you're not exactly sure what's around every bend and like kind of getting yourself in a situation this like, is oh, like they're... this sounds like a like a streamer's trophy like this is like i'm gonna do this yeah. this, is, this is gonna be we're gonna work on getting this trophy like yeah and i i could and i think that was probably the mentality of yeah. it and i'm sure it will make some entertaining screen uh you know streams and there are people who are way better at this mm. game than i am like i'm a pretty decent shooter player but yeah i can't imagine play like i've probably died it's like when you, you know, play diablo hardcore time. mode and you're like up oh, there goes yeah the last six hours of Re- of that run and i just i don't got that kind of time to 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 make it worth itself i'll enjoy the story just take it as it is take it as just one this religious experience quite like uh the game we played tonight oh we'll be discussing a religious experience higher 
by Super Giant Games. And Mark Magro with the Segway. Segway. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> Starts off then. Pyre. I don't know what Pyre is. Well, What's let me tell you that my phone is unlocked after all, and I'm <laughs> holding the info right in front of me. Here we go. Pyre is a party-based RPG from the creators of Bastion and Transistor. Lead your band of exiles to freedom through a series of mystical competitions in the campaign or challenge a friend to a fast-paced ritual showdown in the head-to-head versus showdown. <laughs> this game is extremely well-received. 93% of recent reviews. All reviews, 90% good. Came out in July. Supergiant <laughs> Games, if you don't know, made this game. Very nice. Come on, Dan. Let's get to it. Come on. Come on. Popular user defined text for this product. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Great soundtrack. This is story sure. rich. Mm-hmm. Oh no, this is a new one. RPG. Wow. Sports. 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 <laughs> We've never before had sports. That's really funny. And indie. Yay. As we know, Super Giant Games is quite the indie studio. You know, I met most of them at a PAX once. And they are uh, indeed independent. independent? <laughs> it's true. They're Dave, not bound. There Dave goes... Finishing my sandwiches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, Dave, if I, uh, you know, I said some yeah. words, but maybe that doesn't mean much. Maybe you yeah. gotta talk to the people on the people's level. I know we've we've said it already like three or four times, but this game is religious basketball, <laughs> right? <laughs> totally. Um, the point of it, well, you you follow a, a group of characters who have been exiled in the. Where the underworld? What do they call it? The upside it? down. down. <laughs> I might want to call it the downside. It's right? the upside it's downside. down. No, it's the downside. Down. Okay. Right. In the downside, and there are these things called where you can the games, rights. the the rights, They're exactly, rich, the rights, right. where you can, where basically you play three on three basketball, kind of, sort of, <laughs> yeah, with with some sort of rules, and uh, you have to extinguish the other team's pyre or fire. And um, or flame, however you want to put it, and you, if you do that Smoky enough, hits. you can become liberated and go back up to the other to the Commonwealth. Mm. And you Let- do this, and it's kind of the game is like mostly reading, uh, but other than that, basketball, basketball. <laughs> so let's kind of start with like the whole. Let's start with the basketballness. I think of it. Okay. So three on three. It's you like NBA your, Jam. It's like NBA Jam. Did we, Dan? I'll kind of start with you because I think me. go cutting through spoilers. Dan, I didn't play a lot Look, of this game because I don't think he liked it. There's one note that Dave said that I will focus on. Go on, Mark. Okay, I was just gonna ask your opinion on the basketball mini game sort of thing. Did you enjoy playing? Ton of fun. Think of it. Ton of fun. Ton of fun. Sometimes <laughs> felt like a little too easy, you know, because sometimes mm. sometimes you just run around and you're like, I'm in. Yeah, but I'm sure it gets harder. It does. The deeper you go, I'm sure you have to use the mechanics more. But ultimately, it was fun, so I like playing those parts. We'll we'll pull back the curtain, Dan. How far did you get? I guess. I mean, you guys can you gauge somebody? this for me. No, um, but oh. I did get to the green orb lady. You never liberated anyone. No, my people are totally captive. They're, they're all still on the oh, downside. Okay. They are hanging out with me <laughs> in the upside down. And but the thing, so like you said, there's a lot of reading. There's a lot of reading in this game. But but it's really good to like the, it's really good to read. 
Dan Colonna, 2017. Um, <laughs> the, the reading's really nice. It's got good pacing. Every time you don't know what the heck they're talking about, it's highlighted. So you can hover over that like, oh, this person's uh, this person. So you get, nice you know, the glo- glossary is right there. That's cool. And But beyond that, I just... Oh, the having... glossary is the worst thing to read. I would agree. And oh, like, is there actually the ca- a glossary in the game? Uh, there's the, the book. book. Right, so you're thinking... when you, and, yeah. it, and you keep unlocking more about, like, and it's like they're... Bible. I don't know a better Their word. Lore, for I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but well, the lore for the world and the downside. What what has been written by the scribes? <laughs> but that was the most interesting part to me. The intro was like the best intro to this game. That yeah, it could I have think, been. and that's kind of and going like tying, you know this to the transistor and bash and like the, it is a very super giant. It feels like a super giant game, and I always feel like their worlds that they build feel very rich. Feel very heavy with the mood and but yet at the same time like they always kind of leave a, a sense of mystery to things where things are explained to you but you really feel like you're kind of stepping into yeah. something as opposed to this world begins as i i kind mm. of understand that like dave was saying with these book of scribes are all these like ancient figures who their ruins and they went on their things the, oh, the, but on that giants. point dave the, the titans yeah, like, did stuff you, like they did dead really... titan bodies everywhere it's crazy yeah and like, but did you feel like you really got a lot out of the book of rights? Not m- much. No, I, yeah. it was it was written so like religiously, quote unquote. Like like like, <laughs> like like you know like when you're reading like lawyer speak and you're like, uh, I guess this is important. You know, <laughs> it feels like I need like... I need an actual lawyer here to explain this to me. Like I needed like I wanted someone from the games to explain it to me in uh, in general terms. Yeah, I, I kind of felt the same way. And I was called, like, I don't think you really get the story in the world. Like, I am sure it adds a lot to it. But there, after a while, I was just like, I don't want to read this book anymore. Like, yeah. I unlock pages. That's great. I'll, yeah. I'll take it. But um, so like, but still going back to so Dan, you said you had fun with the basketball gameness of it. I totally Dave, had a good time with that. Yeah. So, like, Dave, since you kind of went through more of it, like, what did what were your thoughts on it? Did you have like a team that you liked? Who were your like your go tos? Um, yeah, I did that? like certain characters more than other. I mean, I I love uh, Joe Dariel. She's she's like, oh, actually, I gotta stop you right there. She was okay. my worst character when I played. Interesting. She's well, so she's, she's very slow, and you needed. And you, you said you scored by running around, so you needed Rookie. I loved right? him. Yeah, because he was the, the fastest. Rook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go on. I'm just anyway. He is the fastest. <laughs> no, I I was a Sir Gilman man myself. Sir Gilman's fast, but he's not as fast as Rookie. Well, I what I would do is because there's also like the size element to it, and what I would do a lot is there was that one talisman that was like uh, when you have the orb, you go twenty percent faster. Okay. And I would pair that with Gilman, and woo, unstoppable. You were unstoppable. Could not. They could not. They could not stop me. So you like Joe Dariel, Joe Dariel. Yeah, I like Joe Dariel. I like because she had a huge, she had huge, a huge presence. So like she had a really big aura. <laughs> you like she got huge horns. <laughs> she got oh, these gigantic uh, horns in her head. Yeah, and the game crazy. calls it presence. Big presence. Massive and like, and you could cast your aura, and you could take out multiple. Like I, I, I like to take them out before I, you know. Oh, uh, you see mm. that makes sense with her because you can't yeah. rush in. As Yodariel or Jodariel. But she yeah, went, like but she when was... you jump, they. One of your abilities with her is when she lands, it pushes them away. Does so when you have that, it makes a big difference. Yeah. But yeah, if you land like in she... their aura, you die. 
Yeah, but no, if you yeah, land, but... then she pushes them away. Yeah, she's got like that like room clearing thing, and like she was always a go-to man. Like I kept her around mm. pretty much towards the very very end because she was always my good defender because mm. of that aura spot. Mm. Like she, she would always be on the back line if someone's trying to charge. Yeah, um, but because you can't enter someone sh- else's aura, like you, like yeah, like the kind of yeah. So like to just to quickly, if you have and if you game, if you have the, the ball, you lose your aura. Right. So if you so all right, your characters each have the auras. Ball in quotes. They protect you from other characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you get a ball, the ball, you lose, lose your protection, it. but you gain the ability to score. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you can't can attack anymore either, right? No, you can't no. attack while you hold the ball. Right. While you're on defense, you can attack. Yeah. And that's cool. And that's about all the rules. And then you have to bring yeah. the, the ball to the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it is interesting because the whole thing, it's like you, both teams can only move at one person at a time. So like a lot of times I felt... Because, uh, like, I, I felt like with you, Dan, like, I, I played on standard difficulty. Dave, did you play on I played on standard system? difficulty. There was some advanced techniques that the computer used every once in a while that I was like, I couldn't coordinate that. They would throw yeah, like, the ball at me so that way you catch it and lose your aura, and then they'd switch to the other person and cast. I was like, I can't yes. act that fast. There's actually, there's a trophy for that, and I, <laughs> that was, like, one of the last ones I got because yeah. it's like, oh, I never even think to do that. Mm. But, um... I think through the whole course of the game, I think I only lost one match, I think. Mm. Um, so, like, I felt like, Dan, like, it is... It, you definitely could have pumped up the difficulty, and the story is not, like, kind of hinge it. I mean, it definitely changes the story if you lose matches, mm. but it's not the type of thing where it will stop if you lose. Mm. So, like, there's not... The, it feels like there is pressure, but, like, I it did kind of feel like it was easy. Or you lost a few. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, actually, but like games. even go back to like your team members again. So you said Jordario. Who else did you were like your um, faves? Pamitha. Because mm, she could fly over everyone. It was good. True. Yeah. And I felt like it was very 50-50 whether they were going to jump to stop you. Yeah. Yeah. So and then who else were kind of like um, people on there? I usually I liked one of like the medium speed characters too. Like like a Headwind or, or, or Ray. You know. Or oh, whatever Ray. name you decide to... <laughs> Uh, she was a there's a vagabond girl in this game who can't remember her name and you it had she just remembers like it rhymes with a oh i called her something cooler than that i, I, called like her Ray. I think you mean may that's who you're talking about i think it's like i think may is the first option you went with the first option it's the best one <laughs> dave named her after ray from star wars it's great no it's gonna be may oh <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> It's gotta be. I feel um, mine was like a Z, Zay, Zay probably. Zay. It, it, the game was like Zay. I was like, no, Zay, Zay. You gotta say it the proper Zay. way. Please. I, I named her Zay. It's Zay. <laughs> Zay. Zay. Were there any characters that you didn't like using? Uh, that I didn't like using. I actually like Pamitha was a little bit like just because I didn't like her charge thing where she goes forward as oh I love that I would I could I would sometimes take out like multiple of them uh see I was I wasn't that good with it like I felt a lot of times like I I always took Tizo I wasn't a big fan of using so I yeah I liked Tizo a lot I feel like I used him because I I liked his character more than I actually liked his move set yeah I don't like I wasn't a big fan of like kamikazeing like. <laughs> It is pretty big. It's a yeah. big kamikaze. Um, but yes, Wait, and I think Tizo was a little guy. Yeah, he's a little bird guy. Yeah, I liked imp. him. I liked the, him. The imp. imp, the imp. 
And I always thought it was funny too. It's like Dan, you mentioned like how you can highlight the thing and it says what they were kind of mm-hmm. saying. Like yeah. I always like to read it. Cause it's like, oh, it's like Tizo likes what you're saying. I was like, oh, thanks, Tizo. <laughs> um, but actually, like one of my my always go tos was Bertrude. Bert- I oh, I love Bertrude. Bertrude. She's good. Yeah, like her, her her sending out her aura had such a wide swath, and I think she was just way quicker than you would expect her to be. Mm-hmm. So, and like, she's I would one always... of the more powerful people to hit the pyre with. Yeah, so like I would always pair her with something that just kind of put up her quickness, mm-hmm. and then that she was always kind of like my go-to. Like especially when I heard her and Gilman, I would kind of go trade back and forth because when you score with the pyre, you do lose the person who, well, unless you pick a talisman, this kind of bonus like accessory will give you some special abilities that like possibly let you come back afterwards. Oh. So I would usually kind of switch back and forth between them, and then Jodario would be like my. I am on my base. You can't get past me, kind of person. Yeah. I always use um, the talisman that you get from Sonya. Yeah, I usually did that too. That was probably a good strategy. So, Dave, like you always liked it. You you never kind of felt. Now, let me ask you this though: Did you feel like you rather would there would have been more games and less story in between, or did you feel like it was a good? No, I felt the the pacing was fine. I didn't have a problem mm. with it. And it's one of those things that, like, I enjoyed playing the games too, but I kind of always felt, and I think it was a difficulty thing, I didn't feel that many matches where I was like, this is really tough. Because I kind of felt a lot of the times, like, you know, you kind of mentioned that your strategy was you would take out the rest of the team and then grab the orb to try to go and score, basically. Usually. I mean, if I could. I I don't know. I, most of my matches were close. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Like, I felt like I was always just very aggressive, and that's what the computer would do a lot. Like, it would try to take out my other team, Mm. but then I just kind of noticed that if I'm aggressive with the orb, Mm. I can kind of constantly put them in positions where they they need to, especially you have two teammates who can kind of move pretty quickly, Mm. I could put them in situations where if you're going to go after that character, I'm going to move really putting you in an aggressive spot where then they need to suddenly react, then you pass it back, Mm. and yeah, they can get the other person, but then I'm already in their goal. Yeah. So like there was a that pretty much worked for me a lot. Like yeah. um you eventually get to the part where you can unlock these Titan stars which put up these kind of things where you can get more experience points per match. Did you mess with a lot with those Dave or? Yeah, I usually tried to use at least one a match. I wanted to try and cuz every time you successfully do it you unlock another page in the book f- for that mm. thing and I wanted to try and unlock all of the pages. Yeah. I think I like, did like 11 out of the 12. Oh, okay. So oh, you just did that 12. This, this game know. is super dense, huh? There is a lot of stuff. And then, and that's kind of a good segue as we started kind of getting to the story. Like, so Dave kind of set it up. You're this, this person who's been cast down to this, was it down? Well, the downside. 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 And, and your you special thing is your, yeah. Ooh, scandalous. Because this is a world where, you know, education and knowledge is kind of forbidden. So the fact that you could do that, that's enough to cast you here. And, so, Dan, I'll kind of come back to you. What were you thinking as you kind of meet your, your initial trio of Jadariel, uh, Hedwin, and Rookie. Rookie, and they pick you up, and yeah. they, they realize you can read, and now it's kind of like, oh, we can use this to use the books to get out of here. Like, what was your impressions of the world and stuff? What were you thinking? So I'm going to state what I say. I'm going to say it, and then I'm going to ask you guys to also tell me oh, in boy. the way that I say it. So here's how I first <laughs> took the game. I was like, oh, Judge Dredd. This feels like Judge Dredd. I don't I know why. I think it just it felt like I met a group of people who were outside the city in Judge Dredd. Remember how Sylvester Stallone found all those cannibals? But it wasn't cannibals. It was people who can't read. 
Mm. So much so that it became forbidden. I thought of Judge Dredd. Did you guys think of any other things that were tonally similar? Because that was like, I was like, oh, this is Judge Dredd. In, in a good way. In mm. one of the more recent Fire Emblem games, you start, you, your relationship to all the characters is that you're the uh, strategist. Okay. So, mm. you thought of that, that, yeah. And that's kind of common in a lot of Fire Emblem games, actually, like, where, like, there are all these people, and you're not really any of the characters. You're their strategists. You're telling them how to fight the war. Right. And to mm. me, that made it feel a lot like that. Cool. What What about your other pop culture references, Mark? I don't know. Like, now that you kind of say it, like, the thing, I guess the art style was really the thing that kind of latched on. Like, it had this hand-drawn beat. It reminded me a lot of, um, ah, oh, crap, what the hell was that Viking game? Oh, uh, this is gonna God of me. War. It's like, no, it's like a Banner like Saga. A grid... Banner Saga. Thank you. Oh man, I was gonna say Hellblade. Uh, no, a little different. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like this, ha- like the beautiful animations of this hand-drawn world, mm. and I, I don't know. Like as it started going, like I and it's really the first. I think this is one of those games that has like a sneaky long tutorial, where really like. You getting up to the first liberation right is still you gaining all your characters and kind of learning all the different systems. Yeah, I was gonna say it felt like I was still because I just unlocked the green orb and I'm like, wait, I could practice. That feels like something yeah. I should have known a long time ago. Yeah, and and there's you know like you're meeting the merchant guy who I think is actually my favorite. Falcon character. Ron. He's the best person ever. He just, I just loved his voice. It's like Fire and I even. Who knows? Like a guy. Um, but like you're going through all these different worlds and learning about all these different groups and you're meeting all the enemy groups. And I thought mm-hmm. it was so, cause I, I think one of the biggest things I really liked about this game is how much, you know, we kind of said it's like, there's a sports element to it and RPG elements, but it is kind of a visual novel. And mm. this was one of the first games in a long time. I, I really felt, I, I gathered a party of member, like of characters and I really did get to feel like I got to know all of them and have an attachment to them. So then when yeah. you did get to the point of having a, a liberation, right, and you need to let somebody go, I kept thinking about the backstories and why they're there. Bring them back to the Commonwealth so that we, they can proceed to unravel Vandalwood's plan. Yeah. Sand, yeah. Sandalwood. That's Sandalwood. Name. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll kind of get to more because I think that kind of gets to the bigger, the bigger messages of this game. But like... Mm. So that was one of the biggest things I took away from it. It's just like, I, I really, this was like, I like a Persona 5, definitely. Like, I got to know that crew. But even before that, like, it's been a really long time since I felt like I really liked and cared about a group of characters. Like, I liked all these. Like, I really, I thought it did a really great job at kind of slowly unraveling who these people are, what they're doing. Yeah. So, Dave, I'll, I'll punt it to you. Like, who did you liberate in your in your groups? So Sandalwood, who's kind of like the leader of the Nightwings, he's the one the who Truman. has this plan who to, uh, to, to lead a rebellion when you get back to the Commonwealth, you know? Mm. So with that in mind, I try to always f- liberate the people who I thought would most likely succeed in the plan if they were up there. Interesting. So you think there is a difference with the percentages? Um, maybe I wasn't really sure, but I was just, I was just trying to play the role of the reader properly. Mm. You know, like the first one I liberated was Hedwin. I also did that. <laughs> so and if I was to, I'm sorry, go ahead, Dave. I'll tell you and later. when you, when you liberate someone, you no longer have access to them in the team because they're up in the Commonwealth right. doing, doing their thing. 
And what I thought was an interesting mechanic is when you do get to a liberation right finally, it's not like you can choose anyone you want. They specifically only allow you to pick, I think it's your top three characters in terms of your experience. Interesting. Points. So you're oh, best character. That's how they determine who you can anoint. I had no I was never sure. Yeah, that's that's what determines it. It looks by the bar, and it's like the the top three. So it's always the characters you've been using a lot in battle, mm. or rather in the, the rights, and have seemingly a better connection to. I always here's the thing. Here I had another mental rules with anointing the characters where I didn't want to liberate them until I knew why they were down there. Because mm, as you as you're down there, in between matches. Every once in a while, one of the characters will open up and, and, and you know, and it unlocks more of their history. And why you know? they're there. And why they're there. So yeah. unless I got that information from them, I never, I would never anoint you for the liberation right. <laughs> tough, tough job, guy. You haven't talked to me enough. Like, Jodario doesn't tell you why she's down there, like, towards the, until, like, towards the end of the game. So I was like, too bad. Too bad, <laughs> Jodario. You, you gotta fess up. <laughs> See, I had a, a poor, I had I had a similar mindset, but a poor reason why I didn't liberate anybody unless I got their trophy for doing two hundred damage to a pirate. Uh, Mark. So I was always gonna work at that angle. Mark, we'll never, we'll never, we'll never fully save you, will we? Mm. Well, you know, sometimes listen, I, or, <laughs> you know, to be straightforward, I platinum this game. Oh and I wow! Tweeted a picture to Supergiant. And they liked it, and they're like, "Way to go!" And they tweeted back at me, and I got like thirty likes See, on the tweet. That that is a real life response for trophy getting, and that I can yeah. get behind. And yeah, like there is a there's not to derail this into a trophy talk, but Dan, you posted that video a little while ago about oh trophies need uh, update. They're they late. do. I think they I do. Don't think they do. I, I think, think that you just proved the that they who do. Like them. Why? They, you just because you got. All right, let's say Twitter didn't you're exist. Like an, you would not have gotten market. it. I huh? am, and I acknowledge that. Yeah, but, but there's feedback. There's that's real cre- feedback. Yeah, and that's that's a creator who, cre- you know, especially because I think there are a lot of developers who don't really think a lot about the trophies they put in there and or, like, put different thoughts or have different opinions about that. But that was still cool that they acknowledged that, hey, all these challenges we set in our game you accomplish that. I right. think cool. I think that Dan's concept of what a trophy's there for is just wrong. Ooh, I think that whoa. Dan. I think that <laughs> I think that your concept was that it was trying to build a community. Look, look at this awesome thing that I did. Or that's that what I it got. was in the beginning. And I don't think that that's what it is. I think oh. it's. Oh, I think it's there to elongate the game for people who are dedicated to that game. Like here's <laughs> here are some ex extra goals for you to achieve if you really love our game so much you see it's it's dicey because there's some games that people get because the trophies are easy to get and then yeah, but that's your... just weird it is weird that is weird that's what well, i'm talking about and i like, feel I, like what mark got was that. a real response mark got a real response from the developer let's say bungie can't give you what you want it can't give you like hey high five good job thanks for doing all our trophies from destiny one and two if they're too big, they can't notice it. Like it'd be good if there was something that was more feedback than than uh, the plat. I don't know. I I'm just saying I want them to stay. I don't want them to go away. I just think that there could be a little more thought. Well, I I think there there would need to be a real kind of 
coming to terms of what it is because i think that yeah. that's the thing is in for every game it's a different situation for every developer it means something different like you know there were sony first party games that where you get the platinum they send you an email and you get a free theme that's like, awesome that's, that yeah like, is that's cool exactly what, what if you I got a, a coin for every game that you platinumed a real like life a coin f- that they mail you that would all be awesome. You see, I don't think that's, they would ever do that. That's what I'm saying. Like stuff like that, I think would make it cool. Because then one day you'd have this actual wall, a full coin of collection. Yeah, and it, but I mean, like, but even stamps. for me, like stamps I could put on there. Like a lot of times for me, like Empire was one of those games. It's like I like to platinum games. Well, first of all, platinum games that it's not requiring me to do something absurd. Like I like with Wolfenstein a lot, but because of the difficulty of that trophy, I'm not going to do that. But I I, re- I like the platinum games. That games that like I really like what they're doing and ap- like appreciate like just it as what this final product is. So like like this was a game that you know not to get too ahead of ourselves, but like I really liked not everything about it, but as an overall thing, I was just really really liked this game. So that was like kind of my besides giving it my money, like the other thing I can give back to it. Like I want a platinum in this game. So I can, when I look back at the little symbol on my profile, it's got that little trophy. I'm like, Hey, and it gives you I like a, sense of of a little bit. I must say, I, and I know that's not for everybody. That's just me. But you know, like, again, it's like one of those things that people will take it as take from it, what they mm-hmm. want. It doesn't need to be, you know, the same thing to everybody. So like it is like it doesn't get in the way of things if you don't care about the trophies there's nothing requiring you to do that you know mm-hmm. and I, I and Dan I'm not trying to pick on you or anything like oh, that that's, I, I that's just okay. think <laughs> I just think that you love like community like a sense of community in games that's why you like you go nuts for Iron Banner anytime like that there's an event in a game you get all excited for it and I think that's great but I'm just saying I'm not sure that that's what the goal of trophies are i i just remember i think about trophies i immediately think about xbox games that's why i don't think it's the same as it was now i just remember how it was and that's my it was different though because it was kind of this beginning of this metagame activity and network that's here's another thing about that is that works in a realm where people are going through games but now with all this games as a service Mm. Right, where you never stop playing this game, you, you know, yeah, yes. the trophies become like I'm stuck at the same gamer score, whatever. But what I really care is about my SR rating and Overwatch, yeah. And like, especially things like Destiny, it's like you can't even get the platinum unless you get the DLC. But that's uh, a whole other story. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I've personally diverged us off. Because of the trophy statement, congratulations so, on your platinum and your oh, super giant you. trifecta. I was impressed when I saw that. I mean, that's cool. Come on, it cool. is cool. I I don't want trophies to go away. I just want there to be a little more in it for you. But we could talk about that. That's that's that'll be a side Else, did you liberate? You liberated Headwin first. Uh, Headwin, um, rookie. I kept waiting. I wanted to get him out early, but I never That's had That's that like, dog, the, the though, right? Yeah. The dog, though. Okay. He was the second like, person yeah. I liberated, Rookie. Oh, interesting. Okay. Game got a lot harder once I liberated Rookie. I was going to yeah. say, he's a speedy little dude. Yeah, and the, once you get past the first liberation, right, the liberation rights start coming quicker, and the difficulty definitely takes a spike. And I remember, I think it was the match I lost was the first one after the first liberation, and I was like, oh. 
this is now suddenly way oh. harder. I need to really think about what I'm doing now. Yeah. Because then it made me kind of work my way out of habits where I was kind of not like careless, but I, I really needed to start thinking about Jadariel or what do I have going on. Like Sandalwood, I didn't use that much when you eventually get him on your team. Mm. But I did find his little plant move kind of helpful with like creating a setting up defense. Mm. But it is so much like quickly on Wolfred, the fly. You really have to think about name. it. Oh, Wolfred. is that his name? Wolf, Wolfred. Um, but I ended up liberating everybody. My last three. Well, you, I never... you can only liberate seven, so. Yeah. Well, I would even think it would be even. Yeah, but that's assuming you win every liberation, right? Mm. Uh, which I, I actually purposely lost one just for a trophy. And oh. then I resetted it. And then you reset it. I, 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 I did. I could not win my third liberation, right? Interesting. So who was the guy you lost against who got liberated I, then? I was trying to... I had anointed Tizo. And I lost to uh, Tamitha. So she oh, got liberated. Okay. Pa- Pamitha's sister. And then what she did, that, that kind of little thing that was like, oh, I hope she wins. Yeah. And I thought that was one actually really interesting moment in this game. Like, this game actually has a lot of subtle choice mm-hmm. that I didn't really see coming. Like, you know, you could name May, Shay, Bay, whatever you call her. Um, but, like, just in terms of who you liberate mm. and then how you kind of deal with certain things. Like, there weren't any big changes, but I was actually wanted to think, Dave, since you got to the ending, I'm guessing the ending song is different depending on who you yeah, liberate, right? it is. <laughs> it's awesome. I love yeah, the ending and, song. Yeah, it's a great song. And, like, I just thought that was, again, a nice little subtle thing that getting into one of the bigger ideas about this game about myth and lore and the, the the transposing of ideas down like this was a whole society based around this idea that knowledge is very dangerous but yet there's still this kind of longing i kind of felt that to tell stories and to to pass information along it's like something just very innate in consciousness and i thought that was kind of interesting as as that kind of you know and then we'll kind of jump to the ending now. So, Dave, what did you do in that final liberation? Because so, okay. you, so at the yeah, end, like, at the end of the game, you know, you can still same thing. It's the last liberation, right? Everyone knows it's the last liberation, right? Because of plot reasons, and um, and at whether you if you win, you have the option for the person you anointed to go. They will defer to you, and you can go in their stead, or you can let Oralek go who is mm. a member of the nightwings the original nightwings who his opportunity to be liberated was stolen from him right and what'd you do i let him go i also did that <laughs> i would us. have also <laughs> let him go for the record he was a cool character i like a, there was this really cool scene where he like breaks into your little carriage and he just like looks around and he's just like this, this is cool this is different <laughs> this is different i'll see you later <laughs> Uh, and like again, like he was just a cool character who they built a backstory for, but they didn't like overdo it. So he still had this kind of air of mystery to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Wilfred like he... talks about how different he is from the way he was. Like even if you were to, he's like, I don't even think we can reconcile our differences. He's so different, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I just thought there was like, you know, and especially when I think of like the bigger things that I kind of took away from this game. I don't know if this might be just very much me. But one thing I, t- I saw this game is doing is was kind of a critique on organized religion a little bit. Not to get too, like, for those of you who believe in, who are follow religions, more power to you. 
But if, like from my personal journey through life, like, you know, I grew up Catholic. Uh, I never knew there was anything that, that was not Catholic until I left college. You know, we all, me and Dave, and Dan, you grew up in Brooklyn, and then where'd you move? You were in Staten Island. I, yeah. I never once religioned once. You ever. never religioned. I didn't well, have to like, leave any religion, let alone Well, that's interesting, one. too, because I, I feel like growing up on Staten Island, being an island, like, it, it, it didn't, it, it's not that like, I didn't know there were non-Catholic people, obviously there were, but like, it didn't really hit me until like college. This, yeah, it's also very different, different because Mark went to Catholic school his whole life until college. That's true. Yes, that's another good caveat to this conversation. Thank you. <laughs> but um, like it just made me then as you know, as like then I kind of went through college and kind of fell away from the church. And then as I kind of saw these characters where this idea, it's, there is this kind of very religious, religious tinge to this idea that these people are being casted down into this place because of these crimes and mm-hmm. they can never come back. But there's this brief chance for redemption, uh, redemption. But at the same time, Sandalwood brings up this idea that this whole system is really corrupted. And because as you get to know these people's backstories, some of them are really guilty. Some of them, maybe mm. not so much, but even the ones who are guilty, it's like, you know, people make mistakes. Is that really to mm-hmm. the point where... And that's what I actually thought was and interesting. why would, like, the... a game determine, like, your... Yeah. Right. Suddenly your, your sins can be forgiven if you can play some sick b-ball. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there's just some... Of, and kind of, again, like, not to critique, you know, churches, but, like, a thing It's like, okay, I could do these things, but as long as I confess it or I, you know, I'm born again, quote-unquote, like, mm-hmm. oh, suddenly these crimes don't matter. Mm-hmm. and it's kind of a cop-out again not, not to get too political but like the time we're airing this you know the alabama senate race just happened and uh roy moore this guy who has been accused of you know dating all these other rich girls but he's still evangelized by the, these these groups here because oh he's bored again and he you know you know even when trump thinks like oh you know, God speaks through the sinner. It's like we draw these lines suddenly where it's like if you have certain beliefs or you follow certain rules, it doesn't matter what you do because then you could still get redemption. And as Sandalwood kind of comes up with this plan to, to break the down the system. Wants... And, yeah, and I thought that was so interesting that the idea, it's again, he's this reader and that is the key. It is education. I kind of saw it. Sand- Sandalwood's um, sin is that he was publishing paper and teaching people to read right so i kind of just felt like that that whole b point like that was kind of just the personal connection i made to it just like it just felt very much as like Mm. a critique to religious systems and how it is this kind of journey to find this quote-unquote goodness or purity Mm -hmm. when reality and consciousness is such a much more gray scenario but in this world it was interesting that there is still and that was kind of one of the startling things as you get to the ending there is still very much as even though the Commonwealth is eventually liberated and these walls are breaking broken down, the system of casting people down to the the downside is over. So your your liberation was completely nonviolent in terms of Cause, oh cause like the liber- rebellion. You, yeah, I think so. Because was like, yours? No, mine was not nonviolent. That's why I was asking. Oh, interesting. I didn't even know that was even an option. Yeah, because my percentage wasn't as high as yours. What I'm... was your? Who was your last team? Um, or how many? You because you failed the liberation, right? You said right. I, I yeah. So Tamitha was up there, and Orlek was up there. Um, I had also I liberated Sir Gilman, Bertrude, and Joe Dario also. 
Oh. So how many characters? You had a bunch left then. Yeah, I mean, I had Tizo, myself, Pamitha, Volfred. Um, I guess that's it. Oh, and Ray. Uh, oh, because like I because I didn't fail one. I literally only had three people left. I had Bertrude, Pamitha, and yourself though. My third one. Sandalwood. And yourself. Those are my last three. And the, as me, the reader. But, mm. like, I'm pretty sure my percentage was... Pretty, so that's interesting that that's what that is, that there is a divergence in that ending, whether yeah. it's violent or nonviolent. That is interesting. See, like, I even wonder, then, is, like, is there opportunity for failure? Like, if you... If I think the rebellion happens, fails. but I think it becomes more violent. Mm. Like, the more... The people who are up there, you know... Interesting. Because I think the Commonwealth was going to, f- you know whatever based on your actions i actually kind of want to play the game on hard you know and just just see see how badly i do and see what the react like how the outcome is because i almost feel like the commonwealth is somehow gonna like even though you're like severe underdogs are gonna still root for the night wings because i assume like they're watching it like a sports game yeah and that's and kind of going back to the idea of like this this religious thing it's like like there are these people who are judging like the voice turns mm. out to be one of the old Nightwings who actually who actually got liberated. Yeah. Like it's these people we put on a pedestal and give authority to who not necessarily have authority. It's kind mm. of just this kind of structural construct that we put together. So like that was just kind of the things that I was thinking as I went through it. And I, I, I think that it might be just probably because of my personal experience with religion as opposed to other things. Like, I don't know, Dan, did, like, to kick it back to you, like, did you ever feel anything? Like, I don't know if you got far enough to really kind of make any judgments about what this world was and kind of the judgments upon it. I definitely viewed it as, like I said, Judge Dredd, where people mm. were getting cast out for whatever. And I did equate it to, oh, elitist society versus people screwing up one time. That guy stole a loaf of bread. Better throw him in the desert. And I, I, it's how I viewed these characters. Like, they were all Aladdin to me as far as until i learned more you know so i i i regret not getting farther but i I, don't regret i don't remember (laughs) the outcasts in judge dread the the judge dread outcasts were a little deserving but a few of them were not so do you remember when he got arrested and then he was put on that plane and the plane goes down i just remember remember that that scene where rob schneider puts his hand over his eyes and he's like (gasps) This yeah. is, they do that same gimmick in Batman the Animated Series where, like, Harley is, like, comes out and sees Bruce Wayne and puts her hand over his, the top half of his face. Yeah, it's, it's great. That movie's yeah. great. You should watch Judge Dredd <laughs> or watch Batman the Animated Series. Either one is fine. But True story. Wait, just a real side note. So Dave and I, when we were kids, we wanted to see the Power Rangers movie. But we were slightly too old. Not I saw the hell out of it. Old. Well, we kind of felt a little embarrassed because we were big. I was also too old. We were just getting a little too old. So we made up this thing of we're going to go see the Power Rangers movie. But if anyone asked, we saw Drudge Dread because that's cooler. <laughs> I saw both those movies. I saw both of them with my friend Jonathan. And I will have to say the Judge Dread movie was still better back then. Ouch. Yeah. Just saying. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. Nothing's coming up but nonstop bubble. Come on. <laughs> wow. 
Well, anyway, that's how I, I mean, the whole movie just, I don't know if it was the robes or the desert. It just screamed Judge Dredd to me. I don't know why. (laughs) Well, that idea, I guess, of just judgment and, and, you know, like. There's all this religious undertone in that movie. I'm sorry. I totally spoke over you there. I apologize for that. No, because I I think you're bringing up the kind of simple part that we're we're kind of feeling this idea of, and I guess that's there, that that must be intended, that this idea of. Of course questioning the people who deliver authority and necessarily what that should mm-hmm. be delivered. Um, so I guess let's kind of start bringing you know, us together. I, I, I want to oh, mention one more thing before you do that. <laughs> before you do that. Because ha- I would have to say, did anyone else think that the exiles were dead and it was the afterlife? I did. I will. I did think Ooh. that. Because I never even contemplated that. Because I thought because... that for like half the game. And then I was like, oh wait, they're, they're really just... Ex- they really... I'm like, why can't they get back? It's interesting like, because like the vibe of this world does feel very afterworldish. Absolutely. Yeah. There's like yeah. mountains with faces on them. That doesn't happen unless you make it like Mount Rushmore, but beyond that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. But I get in you also have like dogs that talk and Rupert. Stuff. Or Rookie. <laughs> Is it Rookie or Rupert? Rookie. I played the Rookie. heck out of this game. So, Go on. Okay. so, so to kind of, we'll start bringing this together because we're going a little longer. So, Dan, well, so you didn't get that too far in it, but it sounds like that's, I not because, that's more of a time it, constraint. Than it a, was, it well, no, 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 no. The reading like slowed reading. me down. The reading, wow. that wow. When you say it like that, Dave, <laughs> thank you know, I gotta say, it puts me in a in a position. But, <laughs> he was but yeah, the reading me to me the down. basketball. Enough with the religiousness. I was very excited to get to the next game. I was, and I was like, oh, and then mm. I'd have to stop playing because it's reading, and then, you know, I, I wouldn't follow through. Regretful, but true. I will so we, beat this game. We have, the, we have the winner of the best game that Dan, it will be an ongoing award on episode 50, and every 25th episode uh, after that, best game that Dan didn't beat. <laughs> I'm going to challenge that now that I know it's there. Oh, boy. There mm-hmm. it is. All right, what about you, Dave? Your, your final thoughts, Empire? It was good. I liked it. <laughs> but that, that, if you don't know Dave, new listener, that is That's a true. glowing review. That is pretty glowing. <laughs> like, Dave doesn't love anything. There's no, <laughs> there's no, it, that's also true, but there's no game that gets away with its good and nothing beh- behind that, usually. That's true. This game did. Like, I can't wait till we play Cuphead and Dave's like, the art style. Oh, it's not oh, that me. good. <laughs> I'm going to wind up beating the pants off of that game. I'm sorry. Go on, Mark. What's your... No, unless Dave like, wants to build on that. Nah. Rebuttal? No, he's good. So simple. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just... The ending song, too. I wish you heard it. Because, like, the fact that they so went good. through and recorded multiple versions where... I mean, it's just, like, one line. But, like, they sing about, like, who, who moved on and who remained... Cool. Yeah, and it's, you're like looking at the stars, and they're all in the constellation. It's so good. It's well, so this good. is exactly why Super Giant is Super Giant, right? Every yeah. game they make is so, so gorgeous. well done, and gorgeous, and yeah. and the voice acting they always go above and beyond. Like, come on, the announcer, the voice, the voice guy is good. There's like barely any voice acting other than the the two singers and the voice. None of the other people have lines. They just, like, make sounds when they go to talk. <clears throat> yeah, and I feel like that's a very super giant game. Just to kind of yeah, because, like, like, red from, from uh, what's her? From Transistor. And the sword, yeah, yeah, from Transistor. The sword had too many lines. Mm. Well, some people feel. But, like, as to kind of give my final stamp on it, like, I actually think, 
like I, I I really like this game a lot, and I think mm-hmm. Super Giant is one of those you know in the age of the indie game of the last like ten years or so. Mm-hmm. Like they're definitely a studio who's come out and really, especially like they're just games you know a super giant game when you play it like it has a very distinct visual style Mm. they do audio stuff with music and just tones and things like that like their creativity is just off the charts oh yeah it's great and i think but i i honestly think like i i like this game a lot and i you know we back in the day when we we had the, the valhalla show like I came to the realization, like I don't think I like visual novels too much. Because mm, you rather and, read a book. Yeah, I just rather read a book. But like even this game, like for a game that has so much reading, mm. like I think I mean there's other things to it, like you're shopping and there is the the gamey like the basketball portions and mm. you're like moving about the map. So there are other things that break it up. But like I never felt like with Valhalla, like kind of held up by reading and the the story of it. Like it That's always true. felt like highly engaging to me. Um, I actually still think I like Transistor better than this. I don't know. Transistor, something about that world and that character, like, struck a chord with me. Mm. And I, so I think I, I would still rank Pyre below Transistor. But I, I this is this is one of those indie games. It's like, well, what's really good indie games? It's Pyre. You got to play Pyre. Go play Pyre. Pyre's great. Go play it. But before you play it, you gotta open up your mouth, stick out your tongue. Oh, it's time for the trivial tastemaker. Is, oh, oh. Is, is it ripe? Which would be a, you could rearrange the. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the, letters, the letters in fire. Crushed we got it. it. We got it there. There it is. Uh, so interesting scoreboard situation. Let's let's go Just through it. So <laughs> here's here's it's my t- it's my tastemaker currently scores mark one. Dave 2, Dan 2. Yeah. Uh, but we have a little, because this is the sort of the sixth episode of the season. Yeah. However, if oh, you listen to the to. last episode, you will know that the Tacoma podcast got a little pooped, got pooped out. Mm-hmm. But there will be a Redux episode coming next time. Yeah. But we don't want to. We don't want to, because we believe in the tastemakers as, as not seriously as we take the, the tastemaker. We take it very seriously. <laughs> so there will be another tastemaker after this. So we're not giving out a silver monkey tonight. However, the implication might be that someone might lock one tonight, depending on how this goes. We'll have to kind of say. We'll see. Uh, maybe, maybe I could take myself out of the running and make give away two points. If we're allowed to well, do that. Because this is hopefully a, a rare occurrence that will never happen again, we might come up with some special rules for it. I don't yeah. know. We'll yep. Yep. But for this tastemaker, I've decided to go back to an oldie of mine, a favorite of mine. A favorite. The haikus. Oh. Oh. Yes. Have you ever done this here? Yeah, I have. I thought it was only in the Lost episode. There was a Lost one, and then there was another one. Okay. This is the third haiku reference, second that the listener okay. would have heard of. So how this works is I, instead of picking games, I picked video game characters, people that have been encountered through games. I've written a haiku about each one of them. And I will read this haiku to Dave and Dan, and they will take a buzz-in scenario. And if they think they know it, they will buzz in. If they don't get it right, they give the other person time to answer. And if neither of them get it right, nobody gets the point, I've decided. So I need some, some sound setting. I'm gonna say Jordariel. Even maybe that's maybe too long of a name. I guess you go with a lo- shorter name. I'm gonna go with Ray. <laughs> Fake name. Uh, 
I'm gonna pick Rupert like that. <laughs> so you might just okay. hear you might just hear Pert, but Pert. you know that's right. how that's how you know. So Ray and Rupert, that's what you're gonna do to me in this scenario. Pert. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have seven haikus, mm. four for the clinch. Sure. Um. Here we go. Haiku number one. <clears throat> Clearing my throat. <laughs> And obviously, if, listener, if you don't know what a haiku is, it's a three-line poem. Five Wait, is that, is that part of the haiku? Five syllables. No. Oh. Because then the answer would be haiku man. No. Well, it could be a Mega Man enemy. Haiku uh... man. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> Made of spiky rock, find yourself right under me. Watch me squash plumbers. Rupert. Daniel. Um. Cooper Trooper? Cooper no. Trooper? No. Um. A ray. It's David. A th- it's a thwomp. Mm-mm. Yes, it is a thwomp. What? A- Come on. Made of spiky rock. Find yourself right under me. Watch me squash plumbers. That's a thwomp. Mm, it, is. it is. It is. David gets a point. But you're still in the run, Dan. No they're, worries. They're kind of rounded with like really smooth no, points. It's a, it's a square. If you look at the anatomy of a anyway. thwomp. Anyway. One of our proudest moments where we did like the name the uh, oh, that was a while podcast ago where it's like go back and forth naming Mario enemies. I got like two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ghost. Anyway, uh, this next one might be my favorite one. Do you think totally thwomps now. are less scary in three D? Like, it's like well, like you got all this area that's not spiky. Like, I actually gonna... think they would be more scary because yeah. you're make like what's not covered in spikes? Just their face. No, but like the front no. side and the back side. Yeah, like their yeah, flat surfaces are still flat. Yeah, that's, yeah I guess that's true. I guess I'd want to like. I'd want to like. Can you imagine like uh, this is a way off? Can you imagine like having a, <laughs> a, a section dart gun and just shooting it on the flat side of the thwomp? You think it, how angry them? they would get? Just like that's my first. <laughs> that's exactly the sound they would. I mean, make. still getting crushed by a giant rock with the face is still yeah. pretty terrifying. I'm just gonna <laughs> go ahead. And... It depends. Like, if you pictured the PT hallway with a thwomp, that's pretty terrible. Stop. Stop. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Number two. Aww. My favorite one. I wrote this. Is it? It is. Newcomer to town. Everybody's undead and party canceled. Romp. Thwomp. Ray. <laughs> Dave. Wow. Uh, Leon. It is Leon <laughs> Kennedy. Oh, come on, son. <laughs> I'm sorry, your party's been canceled. And you all should know that line. Yeah, you at do. this point, it's unacceptable if you don't know that line. That would be a good game to watch you play, Mark. Resident Evil 2? I think so. Love... Where's that remake? They're remaking that. I think so. I'm ready for that game. That was a game I remember I played in my... Like, I had my PlayStation in my room, but I was too scared to play it upstairs by myself, so I put it in the living room. And I, I remember my mom just watching, and I was just like... It's too scary. (laughs) 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 That was a heartwarming tale. Thank you. My mother. Oh, fun Angie Magro story. Another side note. So I might have told you guys. So she texted my wife yesterday. Happy Hanukkah. Good. My wife is not Jewish. At all, huh? (laughs) Never has been. Never will be. Not even a bit. Been dating this woman for ten plus years. Good Love you, mom. <laughs> Good for her. Um, I'm sure it is a happy Hanukkah for some people. <laughs> some people, I'm sure it is. But for Jewish people, 
not my wife of 10 plus years. Anyway, well, of dating of 10 plus years. I was going to say, like, how old am I? (laughs) Who am I? Anyway, haiku number three. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. Pale skin and long hair, master of the dark matter, I miss my sis. Ah, Ray. I'm going to give it to Dan just to make it interesting because it was a tie. Dante? (laughs) Ah! No, not Dante. Dante. Dave, help him. It's Magus. It is Magus. Oh, I beat that game. You just played that game. No, it's no longer just. It's been like almost a year. I I missed my sis when I thought I gave it away. Yeah, but I'm bad at remembering Magus, apparently. It's not on my resume. That was one of our favorite moments where you're like, who's this Janice kid? He's a jerk. Oh, man. (laughs) You guys must have been going off the chain about that because, like, yeah, I can't believe I didn't know that was Magus. Apparently not. What an idiot. Well, not to rain on your your tea party here, Dan, but if you lose this one, Dave clinches with a a fortune. Mark, you know this is just the beginning of this match, correct? I hope so. That's right. And if I say this and then I lose, it still sounds good because then it's just comedy. But otherwise. All right. This one, I think you'll get this. This this one's hard. Don't pitch it to me and then I'm going to blow it. So let's just, come on. All right. Here we go. He's throwing them underhand. (laughs) For real. In her tiny workshop, the main guest to tea party, Princess Fluffy Butt. Oh, Ray. Dave. What is what? her name? Uh, Tiny Tina? Oh, man. Trivial Tastemaker. Yeah. Dave Grimma. Come on, Dan. Uh, Tiny Tina. We played uh, that yeah, well, together. we never played the DLC. That's true. It's one of my greatest regrets in life. We, we can still play DLC. the DLC. <laughs> I don't think we can. It's too old. We well, own... Actually, we have the Handsome Jack collection. Yeah, we, we, can, anyway. we should make use of that 50 bucks we spent. Please. No, we only play Overwatch now. That's all we do. I hate you so much. <laughs> well, Dave, good job. The... I'm glad that you and Mark uh, texted well, well each other well the answers. Dave. Yeah. Domination. <laughs> I'm gonna stop texting Dave now. Um, <laughs> just for for poops and giggles, the other three yeah, I had. Let's, let's do them. Let's do them. Watch Agent me wreck of... this. Let's see. Agent of the Dead, hot on the heels of his love. Still time for nightclub. Agent of the Dead, hot on the heels of his love. Still time for nightclub. I don't know this one. Agent of the Dead. Who is an agent of the dead who's chasing after his loved one, but he opens a nightclub along the way? I don't know. Is it the guy from Catherine? No. Guys. Is it, is it Catherine Boy? No. He's <laughs> dead. He's a dead man. Dead he's man. an agent of the dead, but he's also dead. He's I don't remember man. anyone who opens a nightclub in, in, in the game. He names the nightclub he... after himself after two years of looking. Oh. Pizzeria? In a, Mexican, in a Mexican-styled... Oh, guacamole. Oh. Is it Manny Calavera? Manny Calavera. Oh, I didn't play that game through. That's too much you reading. <laughs> See, Go on. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought about that. I see when you say Agent of the Dead, that's fine. Chasing after his love throwing me off because I don't like. Does he really love Mecha? He just met her. He yeah, just he just met her. I guess that's true. I'll take that back. What are the other two? I want to hear these. I thought of this. The next one for you, Dan. A young inventor. Give him some hard-earned cash. Get get some useless crap. Oh <laughs> yeah, Rupert. That's the Apple Kid. Jerk. <laughs> oh, Orange Kid. Oh, the jerk. Orange Kid. Both the jerks. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll tell you right now, if they if they launch the eShop and Earthbound... I'll tell you right now, if there's some sort of Nintendo achievement system and Earthbound has stuff, I would buy the system just to do that. I'll tell you right now. And what, if I give, what if I give you something for beating Earthbound again? Yeah, it's like I same. said, what if we it's buy you same. an Earthbound shirt and nope. then that's your... I need to, I need to build... I really think I the bu- thing that's stopping a, me from buying a Switch shirt. No, it's some sort of Nintendo profile thing where I'm accumulating something of all the games I beat. Oh my god, really you literally just proved my point and negated your point <laughs> earlier. I hate everything about you. I've taken all the respect. All right, last one. One of the Mavericks, one hit from Electric Spark. Watch his armor fly. Oh, um, oh, boop. Uh, say who, who's? But don't even don't patronize <laughs> me like that. Go ahead, Dan. I'll give you this one. You can feel good with it. Spark. Uh, no, not Spark Mandrel. Armor and Armadillo. That is Armor correct. Armadillo, babel. I am so excited for this Mega Man X collection. Oh, my gosh. I cannot express I'm not going to lie you. to you guys. I'm going to pick it for a backseat gaming. I'm just telling you right now. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I will we'll play it simultaneously. We'll have a race. Do you want to have a speed run against each other? That'll be exciting run. for Dave. That would be something. He's going to be so into that. All right, so Dave, you get your point. Yeah, take Yay. a point, and uh, congratulations. Congratulations. So what does that put the score words. at, the scoreboard at? So now that puts you at three, mm-hmm. but now if you ask, if you're going to ask the question, that means Dan Dan could tie you, and or I can tie Dan, which means you would win. I will I say I, this, Mark. I do beat you more than I beat Dave. It's true. Maybe we'll give Dave the silver monkey and we'll throw up some sort of redux trophy for the next one. Like a one-off. We'll figure this out off podcast. Yeah, okay. we can totally figure this out <laughs> off podcast. So Dave might just have won a silver monkey. If he did, he would have tied Dan for silver monkeys. But we'll figure that out next time. But for this time, thanks for listening to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast. We appreciate you and everything you do as a human in this world. As long as it's good. And if it's bad, we don't appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We don't like that. Uh, but thanks for listening. Hope, you know, definitely make sure you connect with us at the Facebook page where we talk about stuff. Let us know what you thought of Pyre if you played it. Do you want to play it? Do you like super giant games? Do you What's like your favorite cat? I don't know. <laughs> Do you like visual novels? Things. Do you like visual novels? Are What's your all favorite games novel? visual novels? Are they not? Do you like Ding and Rapa? I like Ding and Rapa. These are all things to post and talk to us about. Wow. Um, you can watch us on YouTube where we're always posting some videos about some stuff that's funny and us playing games and mean goofs. Or you can connect with us on the Twitters where we're dino underscore machines or us individuals at at I'm at zombie underscore pirate. And I'm at Dan O'Mac. And listener, you did good tonight. You did. We appreciate You survived you. this. You did it. And you might have thought to yourself, Dan, why aren't you speaking more? That's because I play the game as much as I should have. <laughs> no, but this is the point where Dave and I will now sing to the listener. Listener, you made it to the end of the game. <laughs> and if you and be the pirate, podcast. that will make sense. <laughs> have a good night. 